Welcome to the daily devotional podcast of Meadowbrook Church, loving Jesus by loving people. For more information about who we are, find us online at www.meadowbrook.ca. talked about Jesus being mocked and humiliated as we all have been in life. We've also all likely felt attacked or insulted by others. This too is something that Jesus was no stranger to, and we are once again reminded that even though Christ deserved none of it, and even though he could simply have struck down or struck dumb anyone who spoke against him, Jesus didn't. He suffered silently, and in so doing sets for us the example of bearing up under the weight of persecution that we might face in our lives. The story of the cross continues in Matthew chapter 27, verses 38 through 44, which says, Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. So Jesus is not dying alone. Two rebels are crucified on either side of him. Rome executed people in different ways, but the typical nature of execution was actually beheading. Crucifixion was reserved for the lowest of criminals, for rapists, for murderers, and especially for those who rebelled against Rome, which is likely why Jesus finds himself here. The Jewish and Roman authorities both see him as a rebellious threat. So since Matthew notes that there are two rebels dying beside him, it suggests that these were ones who had likely risen up against Rome. Although unlike the innocent Jesus, they must have actually done something, probably violently. Elsewhere in the biblical record, we have the added story here that one of the rebels actually comes to salvation at the last moment, although Matthew doesn't include that detail, including instead that both rebels start off at least insulting him. Even as they are dying horrifically themselves, they can't stop attacking the Son of Man. We humans are a sad and tragic lot indeed. Jesus, as always, takes it all without retaliation, without defense, and without complaint. Save yourself is the sarcastic insult from those who are watching. If you're so powerful, so holy, save yourself. If you're so godly, let God come and save you. Now, of course, the crazy thing is Jesus could. He could have saved himself. It would have taken nothing for him to set things right here, but he chooses not to. He chooses to lay aside his divine power and divine prerogative and chooses instead to fully submit himself to everything that he's facing, knowing that by embracing suffering, by embracing pain, by embracing death, he is well on his way to overcoming it. If he only came down from the cross, we would believe in him, they say. Now that is not likely. They've already seen and heard of many previous miracles, and that has not been enough for the crowds yet. He was going to rise from the dead, and still they wouldn't acknowledge him. For some people, it will never be enough. No miracle will be enough. They will still find an excuse to deny God's power. As you reflect today on the insults that fell on Christ, think of the insults and attacks and abuse that have fallen on you in your own life. 
How should we respond to such things in light of Christ's example here? And what is that going to change for us moving forward? 